Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Boys the March 16th version of the Hughes Sports Podcast. I am your host, Jake Hughes. Across from me, laughing like a crazy person, the old man, Kevin Hughes. How the hell are you doing today? I am doing just dandy today. I'm tired, but I'm doing dandy. Why are you so tired? Because I've been doing too much. I need to rest. I need speaking a of doing, Speaking of doing too much. That I'm, I'm, I'm kind of grumpy. Well, good. Then, then we can we can get that grumpiness into content. But first, um, yesterday, yesterday you were on the Rod Peterson show, I was. It was a. It was kind of a shock, to be honest. I um, had just planned to go meet Rod for um, breakfast um, at the Agree Eagle Casino and Hotel and Casino. Did you know there's a like a restaurant over by the hotel? Yes, there. Yes, I did. It's called Little Chief. I've never been there, and we that's where we went. Anyways, I just thought it was weird that I had been going to this damn casino for 20-plus years. And this is the first time you noticed it. It's like, holy crap. Anyway, um, so we're having breakfast, and um, Rod has a meeting to go to on his phone with uh, his crew. Um, and he says, oh, don't worry, it's only going to be five minutes, less than. During the meeting, he says, oh, and by the way, I'm bringing Kevin on um, during overtime, which is what he calls his last 15 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is of his show. And I was like, you're doing what? (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't prepared. I had to get up really effing early. I had to drive from Airdrie all the way to Southwest Calgary. I didn't shave. (laughs) It was the real version of you. Not this Polish version people get on the, on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, the Polish version. That's it. <laughs> this a, is a hat and a hoodie. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, it was fun. It was a good time. Um, I felt kind of, I felt really awkward when I was doing it. Uh, with Rod's setup, it's um, very similar to, um, for people older than Jake, uh, it's very similar setup to the uh, Johnny Carson show where you got Rod at a desk and then he's got a couch and you're up on the stage at the Grey Eagle. If you've ever been at the Grey Eagle, the stage is above the bar, but open to the whole casino. Um, and so you're sitting this way while well, Rod's sitting over here. So you're, you're the mic, the camera's here and he's there. And I was kept going like this because I didn't know where the hell I was. I, I, Watched the video afterwards, and I was like, "Oh my god, I looked like a f- like I was so awkward." It was well, now you know for fun. next time. <laughs> it, it now was you know fun. for next time. Just look right at the camera. It doesn't Just matter. At the camera, stare, stare right at the camera. Stare at, stare at the camera. And again, if you're not watching the YouTube <laughs> or us live on Facebook and everything with the video, you're missing out on like at least a third of the experience. <laughs> at um, least, at least a third. But because you messaged me, you had messaged me right as the, the Rod Peterson show uh, was starting. Yes, to tell you Staying, I was going to be on the air. You were going to be on the air. I didn't know. You didn't tell me when in the original message. I was like, I don't know when he's going to be on. Oh. I'll just watch the whole damn the whole damn show. Oh, there he goes. Um, which I always try to anyways, as he is a friend of the show, a friend a friend of the family. Yes, um, he's good. Um, no matter what they say about him, they, all those people. Uh, he's a pretty, people. he's a pretty um, good guy. He's uh, him and I have connected over. I mean, we haven't haven't even known each other a year yet. It's like nine men- months, nine months. He mentioned that on the on the your uh, segment there, and it kind of yes. blew my mind because it it feels like it was it, July second, so July second of last year because I was helping my buddy Ken do the spiritual expo out in Canmore. And you texted me that day. So many things had to have happened for him and I to meet that it wasn't just coincidence. And this isn't this is a sports show, as Rod says. Uh, this isn't this isn't Cavelli Channeling show. But so many things had to come together uh, for us to meet. And I remember coming home, and I remember I either texted you. I think I called you because I was driving. I think you called me, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I just met this guy. He's like, was the uh, voice of the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders for 23 years. We've seen him on TV many times being interviewed. Um, And we very quickly became really good friends. Um, It's a a cool, it's very cool. So watching the show. um, Back to sports. Back to sports. (laughs) 
Uh, I'm going to play a clip here. Uh, I haven't gotten permission from Rod Peterson or the, the team to do this, but I'm going to play the clip anyways. And well, if he, they give me shit, they give me shit. We, we kind of did. Yeah, I guess we kind of did. But here, it's a 15-second clip. I'm going to play it, and then oh. we're going to come back for 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 not just reactions, but to, to discuss the, the this here. Let's hope the audio plays. Ah, you didn't put when you didn't. shared when you shared mm. screen. You didn't share um, system share audio. System audio. There we go. This town that I am, but I'd heard there's been two offers from Houston businessmen to buy the Calgary Flames. Haven't heard. I'm not saying it this was just this week of the saddle. Long I heard it. I was at the Senators game the other day, but this on the. So, I'd stop it because it's just going to repeat itself over and over again. At the Saddle Dome, we know Rod is a very connected individual. And you brought my attention to the second part, but let's just start with uh, this. Rod's a very connected individual when it comes to insiders and just... He knows people, that's for he's sure. Connected. He's connected yeah. to people. He knows people. Um, when he says something, it usually has some weight to it. Eh, well, I mean, did it? was there two offers um, for... Uh, uh, different outlets out of Houston to buy the flames. I believe there would have been, he yeah. wouldn't have heard it if there wasn't like, it's, that's it, not, that's not Rod's game. He's, he's not here. And well, he didn't uh, make that a, he a never anywhere. It, he would never ever say it on air. If it wasn't um, from somebody that he could say was reliable, I'll say. Yeah, exactly. I've heard and lots so, of other rumors uh, that he hasn't said on air that he's talked to me about. I know one that you're talking about specifically. But he wasn't con that confident. Yeah. So, but when he says it, when he said it on air, and um, even that video doesn't really do justice to um, Mark. What's his name? Uh, what's his name? What's his name? Mark. Uh, Mark Steven. Mark Steven. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Mark. It doesn't do justice to his name because... Or justice to how he reacted, because his reaction, his eyes, uh, the way I was sitting, I, I've, I was at that point, I was sitting down in front of the bar. I wasn't drinking; it was in the morning. And sure. when you're looking up at him, his eyes, like the look in his eyes, was just like, "What the hell?" Yeah. What the hell? And to me, it wasn't "What the hell are you talking about." It was, how the hell do you know that sort of look? Because <laughs> that was because more the, that was the more, and that's what I texted you was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's face it. Let's, let's face reality here in Calgary. If. And yeah, I'm just, sorry, oh. before we get into this, I just want to preface, we are in Calgary or Calgary area. Yes. A lot of, we get a lot of this news because we're in the area. Yes. Sorry, yeah, because so, we're broadcasting to a lot of people in Vancouver around yeah. BC. Um, and I know across uh the nation as well. We have viewers from all over. I gotta I gotta give a shout out to Mr. Jeff McClurry. Um he says, Where's my microphone button? Am I your only fan? Jeff, we have tons of fans. Are you kidding me? We get like Everybody at least I've got like 20. two fans in my corner right here. So when it gets really hot, <laughs> we in get here, at least just... 20 plus views a week. Holy 20. Yeah. 18 of them might be Jake and I. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but that, that leaves two views that aren't us. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Jeff, I would never, ever give you a live microphone. Remember, I worked for you. Um, <laughs> Jeff had a, or still does have a furniture store in Kelowna. So if you're in Kelowna and you need some furniture, Jeff McCleary's the guy to go, especially beds. Uh, he's the bed guy. Okay. Back to sports now. Back to sports. So let's face facts in Calgary. They need a new arena. Uh, you've been to the Vancouver Arena. Yes. Rogers Beautiful. Ar Rod yeah. <laughs> what, what, what were you going to call it? Rogers Arena or Rogers Place? I was going to get Rogers Arena. 
I always get I, confused. I still call, call it the garage. garage. We should go back to calling it the garage. Anyway, it's a beautiful, beautiful arena. I've yeah. been there many times, sat in the restaurant watching games in the seats. There's not a bad seat in the house. The Saddledome was state-of-the-art. When it opened in 1983. Thank you. Ten years before I was born. And you know what? I will give them this. They did renovations in 1994 when I was one year old. So the key there is the Flames need a new arena. There's no doubt about it. Nobody's saying they don't. If the city and the Alberta government can't put a deal together, are the Flames going to up and leave? Hell yes. I believe that with all my being because they can't run a team out of this arena. They can't. No. It's not working. Well, They're... and go ahead. Batman, Batman has given like I'm not a Batman fan. Let's. I'm, really? I'm not even going to sh- sugarcoat it. But he came here to do something and got stuck in an elevator. His first <laughs> comments after getting off of the elevator was, "Calgary will not host any official events." NHL official events until they get a new arena. It's not suitable. And when asked about Houston and Atlanta, he didn't say, no, they're they're not going to get teams. The only thing he said, and he was, he's a very smart man. You got to remember, this is a brilliant businessman. He said, we are not in an expansion mode right now. Yeah, I'm looking up. The, what does the, it, read? Read. You don't even have to read between the lines with that. No, he's so right now. Places like Atlanta, like Houston, like Quebec City, have received expansion interest. He added, "But we're not in expansion mode right now, and it's not really something, at least right now, that's anywhere close to front burner for us." Thank you. So, and I want to get that full quote because it's very specific as an expansion. There's they're not, me, they're there's not expanding. Teams. They don't want more teams. They want to move teams that aren't. Working. I don't think they want to move teams. I think they, they're going to need to move teams. So you've yes. got, you've got Arizona, which next month, I believe May 15th, May 16th. Middle is, of May is, it was funny because Mark Stevens, no, sorry. Uh, Rod Martin. had uh, Peter Martyr on today and he. Hall um, of Fame voice of the Calgary Flames. Hall of Fame. Put it in the win column. I can't even do it justice. Um, he had said that, uh, cause he was down there. Um, he goes down to Arizona, uh, for the winter. And he had said that it was going to be, uh, middle of May that this vote, yeah. the city has approved it, but now it goes to the citizens of Phoenix. And I don't think it's going to pass. I can't see it because there's like, there's not enough fan interest. Like there's going it's an down NFL, there. It's an NFL city. No, it's don't get me wrong. The. It's a beautiful city. Like I, I've been there twice sure. in two years. It's a beautiful city. Peter Marr was talking again on the Rod Peterson show about how they're concerned about hockey rights and views because a lot of Canadians do. What a, what fly a, down. that was the only time I've ever heard anybody with an ounce of intelligence in the NHL give a, give a reason why Arizona is still in Arizona. The uh, the Coyotes are still in Arizona. And it was like, because there's so many Canadians that go to Phoenix area during the um, winter, their viewing is better than most cities. It's the highest rated viewings in all of America. Which, like, you got to put that in perspective. I mean, there's huge market teams like Philly... Um, you've got Pitt, Pittsburgh, New York. Those are high market teams. Yes. Phoenix is beating them. Arizona is beating them because yeah. let's, when we talk Phoenix, it's yeah, it's Phoenix Arizona. area. They're Just all... like Vancouver is BC. No, it's even more the viewership different. for Vancouver. They they look at BC as a whole. Correct, right? but uh, when I, I'm more meaning like when people say Vancouver, they mean Burnaby, Richmond. The greater Vancouver, like greater Vancouver area. Yeah, but Phoenix when is the, the NHL is looking at viewership, they're looking at all of BC because yeah. there's only the one team here yeah. in Alberta. It's Southern Those, Alberta and I think Northern they, Alberta. 
Yeah, they separate it just in Red Deer. Red Deer. Yeah, exactly. And in Saskatchewan, um, they don't even look at. <laughs> Kill me sometimes. Um, but yeah, so obviously those three names are being brought up for a reason. And, and it's not like Batman poured fuel on it or gas poured water on it. No. Nor did he put put gas on it and say, by saying anything. He literally said, hey, places are interested. Of course they are. Look at the price that the Ottawa Senators is going to be sold for. What did, what was that number? There's no official number yet, but I believe uh, today today I was listening and I believe it's like like eight hundred like eight hundred million dollars is the, a number that pops in my mind, but I don't know. Really? If that's right. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't pay attention to it. And I, Ottawa is going to get a new arena. Wow. Go figure. Um, we can't have 700, nice... sorry, 750 million is the okay suggested price. We can't have anything nice in Alberta. Well, in Calgary, Edmonton has a nice arena. Yep, look at Edmonton's football arena or football stadium. What, yeah, it's terrible. Edmonton's Commonwealth, we were there, it was freaking amazing compared to. Com- comparing, comparing a pile of garbage to a like landfill, yeah, the pile of garbage is going to look all right. Go to Vancouver. Go well, to Vancouver. Of course, go to yes. Tro- go to Toronto. Go, go to Winnipeg. Toronto doesn't have a nice stadium. BMO Field? Do they? It's like brand new. Okay. Um, Winnipeg has a great stadium. What Winnipeg has a great state. My uh, my light over here is blinking at me and it's distracting me, so I'm just turning it off. I'm going to deal with go. having a shadow for the rest of the day. It's haunted, Jake. It's haunted. Um, but you're right. I I was comparing it to uh, the, yeah. the the horrible state of McMahon Stadium. You we they they just refuse to do anything here for sports. I don't get it. I don't understand it. They're also, they're making money. It's not like they're not making oh, money. Come on. They're making tons of money. You look at any Flames in... game and they're not doing good. Well, and not just it's that, damn but... near sold out every game. Not just that, but they have in one arena, one arena they have, that was built in 1983, renovated in 1994 and haven't done anything since. They have the Calgary Flames in yes. the NHL. They have the Calgary Wranglers in the AHL. They've got yes. the WHL Calgary Hitmen, yes. and they've got the NLL. Uh, they have the Calgary Roughnecks. Oh, you got them all. Good for you. Four teams in one arena. Yeah. And you can't find money to do any renovations. All owned by the same people? All owned by Calgary Sports and Entertainment. I was, I think so. I'm, I'm not, no, not, do you, not. Do you know that? I, that is a fact that I know. Okay. There you go. Uh, because... I, the only reason I the only reason I know that for a fact is because when I was talking when we got that suite a couple weeks ago or a right. month ago, I had all the options from one guy. It's it's all the it's all the same gotcha. company. Okay, very yeah. It's um I don't get it. I don't understand it. Calgary's had a good t- um football team. I mean, sorry, yeah, they've had a good football team too. Uh, they've had a great hockey team for many years. It, they haven't won much, but they, they still have a great team. Their fan base is like diehard. I mean, you talk to anybody in in the Calgary area, they want to talk about the Flames. Yeah. They find out I'm a Canuck fan and it's it's on. It's on. Like it's like I don't understand how this hasn't happened ten years ago. No, it's it doesn't make sense. When you look up up the road three hours, you've got Edmonton. What a be- I haven't been there yet. I've seen pictures of many, many. A beautiful arena. Brand new. Just a couple of years. Now, Nothing did, down here. Now, now, in defense of Calgary, did Edmonton get provincial money to build that yeah. arena? Oh, of I course they did. Provincial money, so the- city money. And it was like a th- three-way partnership between the team, which is city. the city and um, the provincial government. Pro- province. Yeah. Which, the for province, those down on the state... Which for those down in the state, that's your state government for Canada. Yeah. We have provinces, not states. Um, the Calgary team has been our new premier. I'm not going to go into it. 
um, nope. has said has said that she, she's they're willing to put money in because they know how good. If you have a good arena, guess what? It's not going to only be for those four teams Jake just mentioned. Nope. Name it one big in. concert that has come here. They go to that. We have to go up to Edmonton to watch anything. So wrestling's coming to Calgary. Literally, literally what I was going to say. So we're huge AEW, WWE, huge pro wrestling fans. Yes. AEW is doing a Canadian tour. And the Wednesday night, they're up in Edmonton. For, for the live the, show. For the live show and the taping of their Friday show. Yeah. And they're what do here we get? Sat- they're here Saturday for, I think they're running 20 house shows this year. And we get one of them. And it's a house show. If you don't understand those- that, we're not going to go into why it's a house show, but well, it's not uh, no, just Sorry, sorry a, a house show is, there's no live cameras. It's not recorded. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the storylines. Story yeah. Anything like yeah. that. Um, sorry, so I guess what? Jake and I are going to go up to Edmonton. <laughs> So I, I want to look this up. Um, so value of teams have gone insane. Yeah. In 2003, the, uh, 20 years Eugene ago. Melnick, U, Eugene Melnick. Yep. The um, bought Ottawa Senators for $92 million. And he's selling it for $750 well, million. His, unfortunately, Eugene Melnick is no longer with us. Yeah, his, his estate. His estate is selling it. And the... Rough price is anywhere between six fifty and seven hundred and fifty million dollars in twenty years. Twenty years. Um, two years after the Ottawa Senators were purchased, two thousand five, one Francesco Aquilini purchased. Oh yeah, the Vancouver Canucks for two hundred and seven million dollars. Holy! I mean, so, different markets uh, obviously are going markets. to demand different. But if the Ottawa like- if the Ottawa Senators can get $750 million. Can you imagine what the Canucks could be worth? It, when the sale goes through and in the untimely passing of uh, Luigi. I said the untimely passing. He's Jake. Sick. No, 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 no. I'm not, not Francesco. He, the, his dad, the, uh, the, the head of the yes. family who's already really sick and like. You don't say that life. about somebody. No, 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 no. I'm saying. <laughs> When he does pass. When he does pass, does the Aquilinis look at that price point that they that the Ottawa Sanders got and say, well, shit. Yeah. $1 billion? $1.5 billion? What could you get for a team? Yeah, exactly. It's um, it's, it's, it's a lot wild. of money. It's a lot of money. But okay, before... all that, we went off on a crazy tangent, was... It happens. Will the Flames leave if... They don't get arena. Jake, what's your opinion? Yes, but I'm putting the, the caveat on this is that they're going to announce arena next year. I, I can't not- see them not announcing an arena. This the city would they, they would be riots in the streets. I, and I'm being totally honest. Like the citizens of this town will lose their freaking marbles because guess what? They got nothing else. They become the Saskatchewan's. Yeah, got, they, well, yeah, because if you think about it, the AHL team is probably going to go to Houston. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. The NLL team, I don't know if there's a Houston branch, but that will probably not. That will. But probably let's stay. say they stay there. That's that's what and Saskatchewan they, has. And the they WHL, have all kinds yeah. of hockey. They just don't NL, have an HL. They got the lacrosse. They got WHL. Yeah. And they've got the CFL. You're now Saskatchewan. This town would lose it. It would. They the would. Third biggest, the, the third the, biggest city in. Calgary, or in Canada, is Calgary. And you might not have a hockey team. I've done research on this. By population, Calgary is it okay? Is the third largest. Tr- Toronto, Vancouver, Calgary. Really? Yeah. Okay. I trust you on this one. If somebody's listening and they can Google, so I don't have to, please do. Check please Chase Google on that one. Please yeah, check yeah, me check on that. Them. Check them on that one. Um. Because a lot of times Jake will just blab and say something, and I'll be like. No, this this I know because I've looked this up many times because I've gotten into arguments with people. There you go. Yeah, I just can't see it. I just can't see it not but staying here. In two years, if there's no, I say two years. I don't know why that's the number. Like by 2025, if there's not an announcement of a new city of a new 
um, oh, arena. Oh, yeah, no. The announcement's going to be in 2023. They're making that gonna... announcement. I would say it's going to probably be made before May. I think just after May. I think just before May. Think about this for a second. No, that's why I'm saying I don't. I think it's going to be a platform that what that's a political party runs on. If they if they can secure, let's not get political because that's no. going to take me way down another road. Yes. That's going to be an yes. hour long. That's me and you. That's a Calgary's conversation. Let's put it that way. Calgary um, is the battleground. They need to win Calgary. Um, what a great better way to do it than awarding a stadium just before the election. It's fair. Um, swapping gears here. Moving before on. we do, moving on, we have the HughesSports.ca. HughesSports.ca. We keep talking about big things happening behind the scenes. They're still happening. Things are things still are in motion. Um, it's pretty exciting, actually. Um, next when Jake first approached me with with what was going on, I was like, "Well, what?" I, I, I'm thinking of two things. I'm thinking of two things. Oh, the, the thing you're talking about. Oh, okay, and the and other, I, and the other thing, yeah, and the other thing. Um, we are being cryptic intentionally. You will find out all in due time. Well, they can um, find out the one thing, can't they? That we're going to do it, or no? Because we might not be able to do it. Is that yeah, what you're saying? Yeah, we need to test. We need to, we need to test it. Oh, okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Testing cool. it needs to happen. Pay attention, people. Pay attention. Read between the lines. <laughs> um, but yeah, check out usports.ca. You'll get all sorts of updates. Um, this yes. week, I just posted an article uh, yes. comparing Burray, Patterson, and Kuzmenko in their rookie seasons and beyond, and the impacts. Can I ask you a question about that? You had an infographic yes. that went along with it. And I meant to actually, I'm sorry, I'm going to just kind of blindside you with this, but because yep. I meant to actually text you. Yes. On it, you got something about um, power play points. Yes. Is that right? Yes. And then you got a percentage. Percentage of their points that are power play points. Oh, it, it didn't register in my old man head. So, yeah. So looking at it, uh, I'm looking at it right now. That's how I know that. Okay. Um, Elias Pedersen has the highest, which is 48%, which is... 48% of his goals are of his power points. play goals. Of his of points. Of his points. Were power, power play points, play points. Okay. in his rookie season. Pavel Bure was 38%. Kuzmenko, 43%. He's on pace in a rookie season... Although he's older, he's 27. He can't win the Calder. He's still a rookie in the NHL. And it was a shot on the dark that he'd be as good as he is. He's on pace for, I believe, 40-plus goals. Here we go with this stats, your your nerdy stats thing again. Does it really, like, is does that say how great a player is that he has that many? Um, in, in a rookie season? power play points that hit that, that percentage i mean you you could only score three goals two of them are power play what you know what i'm saying so it, that the percentage you, of, three, you can only score three goals and if two you of them only are power scored play? three goals and two of them were on the power play yes your percentage is going to be really high well correct it would be 66 percent. looks really good so what's yeah. that stat doesn't what I'm trying to get across is that stat doesn't resonate with the old man. So it's the the impact not just at uh, power play but the impact on 5 on 5. Pavel Bure was the in his rookie season and I believe throughout his entire career was a 5 on 5 megastar. Put him on the power play where it's I mean I don't know about what it was like in the in the early to late 90s for power play but it's a lot of structured setup. Pavel Bure's speed wasn't structured setup. His his oh. strength was being able to break away from someone as if they were standing still. Oh yeah, he would be able to go from zero to sixty in a heartbeat, literally. Patterson, who scored forty eight percent, that's pretty balanced. He's not just a, a, a one specialty specialist. Oh, I see what you're getting at now. Okay, he's if he was eighty percent, it's like okay, yeah, he scored a lot of goals or points or got a lot of points, but. How much? How many of them are on the power play where the team has the advantage? Oh, I get. It. So the, you're saying the lower the point percentage points, the better it would the closer be. To, the closer to fifty, in my opinion, because you want to be. You're not just a power play player. You're not yeah. just a five on five. Okay. You can do a both. 
That's that's the way I read that. <laughs> Again, it's one of those. Um, I think the only stat that really matters is plus minus and wins and losses. Remember, that's our graphic. Where's our graphic? I don't see our graphic on the screen. Where's our logo? Our logo says. I'm finding it. I'm finding it. Found it. Right there. Our, right above. There, it. there. Our logo. You have all this freaking cool math, and I'm like, win, tie, loss. That's the only thing that matters. Well, speaking of that, as we, you know, flow into it, five straight wins. For the Canucks. We're 7-2-1 and one in the last 10 games. And um, when we wanted them to lose the most, they just they just can't. And the worst part, the worst part is they're fun games. It's been one game in the last five that I, that I watched where I was just like, this is boring. And it's Anaheim. And I don't think that has anything to do with the Canucks. I think that's Anaheim being a very boring team. Yeah. They, who did they play the last game? Who were they playing? Um, my brain is... They 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 were like top notch team, um, uh, uh, stars the stars stars they're they're leading the leading the West aren't they? Mm, I think they were yeah they yeah. Oh, they're leading Tricks the checking. Central. No, they're second in the West. Second in the West. I don't know if it's a case of when teams are coming in, they're taking us lightly. And we're just dominant, like literally, like I watched that game from the halfway through the second on, and I don't want to say Canucks dominate them, dominated them, but holy crap, they were playing well. And it was funny because Jake and I text lots during a hockey game when we're both watching it. And um, you had said something about this team plays really, really well when there's no pressure on them. Yes, it's actually an entire thesis that I'm working on for an article. I'm actually reaching out to people, but... I actually mentioned that to Rod. Sorry, I'm going to finish my train of thought before I forget. I mentioned that to Rod over when we were having our breakfast um, before the show the other day. And he looked at me with that, wow, that makes a, like, that would make a lot of sense. Because there's, let's face it, I mean, I'd love to say if they go 21 and 0, um, to finish off the season, can they make the playoffs? Yeah, I don't think so. Um, so, I mean, it's zero point some odd percent. It's very low. Um, almost nothing, almost impossible. They almost are eliminated. Anyway, they have no pressure. They're probably not going to get Bedard. They're, they're going fin- to finish mid of, middle of the pack. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're not going to finish last. And then moves the... The, and the moves the GM have, have has made have committed to this core, committed to this team. Yes. With improvements, with improvements, but they've committed to, to win now. I was listening to the broadcast, and I, you know me, I don't pay attention to who they are during the intermission. I do, I'm actually paying more attention to what they're saying, especially now that we're doing this podcast. And... There was three guys on the panel. Two of them were saying that this is just a coach's bump, blah, blah, blah. We've seen it before. You're not fooling us this time. And then the third guy, who I know you would know if I said his name and I can't think of it. um, He was like, no, guys, you guys are wrong. Like, literally, he was like, you guys are wrong. And they both got away. (laughs) And he goes, watch them play. This isn't a coach's bump. This is a change of style on how they're playing. And I was like, oh, so I watched the the next period. He had also said, remember back in December when they were making mistakes and one mistake would lead to two mistakes, would lead to five mistakes, would lead to 10 mistakes. And they were all of a sudden they were behind seven, nothing when they were up two nothing to begin with. <laughs> uh-huh. It's a Canucks way. They, they actually lose goals. <laughs> you know what I mean? I watched that third period. Did they make mistakes? Yes, but guess what? The player behind didn't make the mistake that they were in December. There literally seemed to be a new system where it's fitting this types these types of players. I could well, be wrong. Now, how much is of that is addition by subtraction? Who hasn't been playing? Who's been out? Yeah. 
Myers has Myers has been in, but not. He's been. Oh yeah, he's been playing twenty minutes. He played twenty minutes that game. I remember because I was like, "Did he really? Holy crap!" I really wish he wouldn't. But But is it? He's playing disciplined hockey. He's not the chaos giraffe that. um, Because you go back when um, Boudreau was a coach, he didn't have a structure. He and he said it. He says, "I just let the guys go out and play hockey." That's not true. Free-flowing hockey. That's what he said. That's what he said when he got to the team halfway through the season, trying to figure out how to undo the mess that he inherited. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I don't, I, I'm not putting Boudreaux down no, 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 whatsoever. No. It's, it, it's, a, it's a common narrative that people are just like, oh, he, he just lets them go play. No, he doesn't. You don't tell me that he's yelling at them and being like, this is what you should be doing. But he's I don't think a good it was guy. as structured. I don't think it was ex- as structured as more... what they're doing now. Who's the coach now? Sorry. my um, Rick Tockett. Talkett has a very distinct structure he demands, just like Sutter in Calgary. Um, and how's that working out? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, it's a distinct structure, and it seems to be working. We've won five in a row, Jake. Not against sloppy teams. Mm, against one good team and a bunch of sloppy teams. You want, you want me to pull up the schedule? You I'm going to call you on this one. Wasn't Toronto in there in the last 10 games? Yeah, they were. So uh, we uh, the Stars, good team. Good team. Senators? <laughs> Senators! <laughs> Ducks? <laughs> Predators? <laughs> Maple Leafs? Good team. Oh, yeah! And then we lost to the Wild. We, in overtime, won against the Stars again. Good team. Oh. Uh, we got destroyed by the Bruins, who played... And I will say this, because I watched this game... Who played at half speed? Hey, that team, and I, I'm gonna be—you're gonna curse me. That Boston Bruins team this year is something else. They are what we should have been. They're literally—I just dread saying this. They're literally one of the best teams I've seen play hockey in. The stats, decades. The stats say they are the best team in the NHL ever. Yeah. Period. The fastest team to 100 points. The fastest team to 50 wins. It's insane. Period. It's they, they've they clinched a playoff spot the first two weeks of March. It's, it's insane. It's really and is. You know, what's, you know what's even more insane is that they went on a couple losses. They they lost a couple games, and by lost a couple, I literally mean I think they lost two games in a row. In a row against. The Red Wings and the Blackhawks. And, and people lost it? They lost it. They were like, this is it. This is what we're going to get in the playoffs. We might as well just sell the whole team. What have they lost? Eight? Last time I looked, they had lost eight. I think it's probably up to nine or ten now. They've lost 11 total, but I I don't know how many of those are in overtime. Overtime, yeah. It's insane. It's literally, they're like so games. good. They've lost like five games at home all year. And it's not like they made huge trades to make themselves this good. This is a team, a franchise that built this from scratch. They built this. This hasn't been a, I don't give them. No, this is like the people up North. This is, Hey, we're giving it a team. (laughs) This is a team that kept a core together by doing things the right way. Yes. Even through a lot of, Bad times. They kept that core together and they made it work. Bad times. <laughs> you know what I mean. They, they they weren't winning cups. No, but they like they still were. When's the last uh, time they won a cup? Twenty eleven. Thank you. But saying that they're like. Okay, let's go back here. Sorry, I need. I'm scrolling through a bunch. They of haven't stats right been now. the. They haven't been the New York uh, Rangers or the uh, Edmonton Oilers, where um, you don't remember this. You weren't around. Go back and check the records. I mean, they. Oh, they in, the, strung in the 60s and 70s, 80s, where they Whatever. strung a bunch of teams to get a bunch of. That's not. Um, that's together. never gonna. Ha- that's never gonna happen again. I Gary, know. Gary Bettman. Made this, made it this way, so they can. They, you'll never see that again. Tampa Bay is the closest we'll ever see. Two in two in uh, three years. No, I'm not frozen. I'm staring at him. I know you are. 
But see, there, that's what I mean. You got to watch this show because if you're just so, listening to after the fact, you're missing all this fun stuff. So okay, so let's go back before t- 2011, 2007, 2008. They lost in the conference quarterfinals, lost in the conference fi- semifinals, lost in the conference semifinals, won a Stanley Cup, lost in the conference quarterfinals, lost the Stanley Cup final, lost in the second round, missed for two years, kept yeah. that team together. That's what swapped I mean. Co- swapped coaches partway through the year in 16-17 and lost in the first round, lost in the second round, lost the Stanley Cup final, lost in the second round, lost in the second round, lost in the first round, and now we're putting on a a clinic breaking season yeah it's it's bizarre it's like literally people in hockey should be looking at what they have done over the last decade or two and and mimic it because they've got it right don't shake your head no i'm shaking my head no for a very specific reason they're doing what the canucks did they are early 2000s canucks Made the playoffs. We were competitive. We had an atmosphere of we had an atmosphere of players taking huge pay cuts. True. To stay with the to, to stay together, and it's not like we haven't heard BX to talk about it on Hockey Night in Canada, where the Sedins <laughs> literally held people together and said, "No, you can't make that much. Why? Because we're making this much, and we want to win a cup." Yes. And we have to make cool. more than everybody else. That's our contract. Wasn't that part of their contract? They were... I don't think that was part of their contract. I think it was oh. just an unwritten rule. An unwritten... Oh, okay. Yeah. They they are your best players. They're making the most money. Yeah. Roberto Luongo aside. Yeah. Like... Because he's Luongo. Lu... Um... Like... It's phenomenal. They did what we did. Yeah. And have extended it longer. And won a Stanley exactly. Cup. Exactly. It's amazing. But let's transition here because... Um, Moving on. Speaking yeah. of royalty and winning cups and um, Hall of Fame. Hey, look at say, that. How did, how did we get there? Wow. The CFL Hall of Fame class was announced for 2023 today. Um, some key names. Uh, Solomon Aluminium. Easy for people to say. Um, ah, you go. I'm glad you had to say it because I would have said um, aluminum. Some, some guy named Larry Crawford. And defensive line coach uh, John Bowman. I'm just screwing with you with the Larry. I'm just screwing with you with the Larry Crawford because I knew we'd get that reaction. Um, also, um, that was just the Lions. Uh, there was yes. five five people inducted to the Hall of Fame, um, including uh, Lloyd Fairbanks and Josh Bork. Um, he was an offensive lineman. Um. Building category had the former coaching great Jacques Dussault and the eighth commissioner of the CFL, Larry Smith. What's missing that I'm there is uh, Schultze um, is also, sorry? In the media wing. In the media wing, Dave Schultz will be posthumously uh, put into the Hall of Fame because, of course, he passed from a heart attack a couple of years back. Chris Schultz, just to be. Thank you. Correct. But I said Chris Dave Schultz. Schultz. You said it, and it, I, I knew it wasn't I, right. I, I knew it wasn't right when I said it. That um, was weird. Yes, he's been inducted. Um, he when did he? It was twenty twenty one. It was during the pandemic. Yeah, it was 20, uh, March fourth, yeah. twenty March fourth, twenty twenty one. He yes. had a uh, a heart attack and died, unfortunately. And because... Mr. Solomon, as his friends call him, Saul. Yep. Of course, you and him are first name basis, I, I can tell. Well, I'm wearing my BC Lions cap. I had to straighten it. It was kind of crooked there. Um, probably, I would say one of the greatest to ever play his position. Yeah. Sorry, I was I had to I had to think about that for a second. Yeah. Yes. The only downside is in what year was it? 2012? Yep. He was overshadowed by uh was it 2012? I, I can't remember going. what year it was. Uh, oh, Cameron overshadowed Wake. by Cameron Wake. Yes. Um otherwise he would have started every single year when he wasn't out chasing his NFL dream. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, I'm just looking. Um, 
Nice. They don't really go into it on the CFL site. Um, I was on the CFL site. BC Lions have obviously more information about Solomon and his... <laughs> that guy named Larry Crawford, you know, he's just yeah. the Lions' all-time leader in interceptions and punt return yards. Yeah. He joined the team in 1981, Jake. Yes. I was uh, negative 12. Recorded eight interceptions as on his rookie year. That's impressive. Yeah. It is really impressive. That's not even, that's, that's legit. Uh, yeah. Um, Solomon is suited up for 130. No, is that? No, it's still Crawford. Sorry. They, they talk about Crawford a lot. Um, the, it, I, yeah, I, I wanted to check this before I said it. He is uh, aluminium, aluminum, as I call him, because I can't say his name, um, is the club's all-time uh, tackles leader with 745 on defense, 36 on special teams. Probably, like, and I agree with Jake, probably aside from Cameron Wake. Uh, who we only got... The- Again, I think that's a story we should we should go into for people who know Cameron Wake from Miami about his one season in the CFL because I don't think it's known about quite as quite as well as it should be. But he sorry, was so dominant. Me. He was so yeah. dominant. I mean, he was well, just he's a starter in the NFL that we got lucky enough because his agent screwed up not once but twice. And he told him he literally his agent told him to go to X spot for hey, a. Right. We're, we're getting sidetracked. Let's. Okay. This is a whole another episode. Time. Fine. This you is, started this is a it. Summer, this is a summer episode before uh, the, the preseason CFL starts. Cool. Anyways, um, it's great to see those three um, get in, uh, yeah. especially Crawford and um, Solomon, um, just because I remember them and they were like, they, they were it, do- so dominant in their positions. It feels so weird to me that, like, someone like Sully, who I remember watching like vividly, is now in the Hall of Fame. Like, because in the because in the NHL, it feels like there's a, a lot longer of a wait period. Except for certain players, you're right. Sid, like yeah. the Sid, like from my watching days, Sedin's and Luongo. Those yeah. are only three players that are in the Hall of Fame from that Canucks team. Yeah, I mean, I go to I go to like Wayne Gretzky. He was put in the first year. He was. Yeah. Um, out of the league, like you have to be special players. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'd like to one day, in a yeah. future episode, is to go into depth on how the CFL uh, chooses their Hall of Fames because um, it's an interest. It's interesting. So we'll do that cool. one. We'll do that another time. Um, Maybe we can invite a, a guest on who has a bunch of knowledge. On yeah, this. yeah, yeah. I think that might be an idea. Um, John Bowman didn't ever play for the BC Lions. No. Um, just started coaching with them last year, I believe. Yeah, last year. Last 2022 year. as the defensive line coach. Yeah. Um, two-time Great Cup champion, two-time All-Star. Um. I remember him from his Montreal Alouettes day. Just a, just a beast. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would hate to play against someone like that, man. They, when they hit you. Oh, oh, and you feel it. You'd still be feeling it. And I've seen interviews with, with a lot of those guys afterwards. And I've met a handful of them throughout the years. Nicest guys off the field, but on the field, they're probably the meanest SOBs you've ever. Oh yeah. Do you remember Jake and I would go to games here in Calgary, and then at the end of the game, we would go around the stadium and off to the side of the stadium, to the side door where the Lions would come out, and we'd wait um, and get their signatures. Uh, it was something we did almost every single game. Um, yep. We had these, um, we still have them, ponchos. Um, mine's in my bedroom, hanging up. Um, and I think for we probably have signatures for three or four years of different Lions on this. And there was just, I can't, I'm trying to remember his name. We held this great cup ring. Um, um, Hunt. I'm not, uh, when I'm telling you that. No, it was Sully. It was Sully. It was Sully. Yes, it was Sully. Yes. He handed me his great cup ring. If I put it on my thumb, even now being 245 pounds. No, uh, I'm down to 233. Um, I would 
it would be too big. Yeah. Anyway, his like, hand shaking, was like three times his, again the size they, of my hand. They would come out and they were great. Like I mean, I was there was what twenty oh geez nine twenty ten. Yeah, sure. So I was 16, 17. And even they younger. Great. I, again, but th- this exact yeah. instance, yeah. Would, they would come in, they would sign things, they would talk with us. Oh, um, it was amazing. Honestly, the, like the nicest people, you like they were just there being like, hey, people want our signatures. That's cool. And that was the atmosphere. And this I wish. This is why we love the CFL. I was just going to get into that. I wish they had more events like that. They had yes. more things that you could go to and meet a player. Or just have the players available after the game. Yeah, I know it's tough. A lot of them. I mean, what amazed me is how many of them came out wearing ice packs. Yeah. Wrapped around Always. their knee, wrapped R- on their shoulders, yep. wrist, elbows. And Every joint you can think of, these people had ice packs. Um, it wasn't just one or like one time. Literally every game, you would yeah. see five or more players with ice packs on them. And that's probably, and to them, that's just their regular routine, just right? Just regular ice routine. I think back when we went to Regina yeah, um, but... with our with my buddy Trent uh, to watch a Riders game. And again, it was by, it was just a, one of so, those coincidences. I, I think it was beyond that. So, <laughs> because you were up ahead. I was and in front, you, yes. You were, you and Trent were up front talking because I think you were still smoking back in those days. Yes, I was. Oh, you and sure. him, you and him wanted to go have a smoke. Yeah, so you had to leave the stadium to do that. So we, the, uh, I was what maybe. Well, Caleb was born, so I was at least twelve. So maybe fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, probably. And we walked by, and John Olafoyoye, love that name. I'm pretty sure that's who it was. Was standing out front because he's from Saskatchewan. So he had family there and he was meeting them and walked, I walked by my lines jersey and he was like, Hey, I was like, Oh, Hey. And so we, uh, he stopped, we took a picture with him. And as we were leaving, Dave Dickinson walked by. Dave Dickinson was the quarterback at the time. And my mom, without missing a beat went, Hey Dave. And Dave (laughs) turned around because you don't call like uh, to me, it's Mr. Dickinson. Can I, can I bug you for a second? She's like, Hey Dave. Like like the long lost friends, and he turns around expecting to know her to know her. Yes. And he goes, Hi. <laughs> and, and they start talking. Yeah, they start talking and um throughout then the I mean, came out. Ever I think every single member of the of the locker room came out because that's where their bus was. We're throwing footballs around with them. Yeah. And like I don't know how why they didn't get in shit for leaving. Like I know we, we must were have delayed the them by an hour. Like it was a long time we were there. It wasn't just there a was, few minutes. It was like us, me, you, my mom, uh, Trent, the group you're with, Angie, Angie, Caleb, Caleb, Curtis, and Michael. Yeah, and a bunch and of other people. There wasn't that many other people, wasn't there? No, because we won the game, so we delayed on leaving. That's right, because we <laughs> Trent was worried that I might get punched. I, I might, I be. might have got my whole section cheering for the Lions without them. Knowing. They didn't. It's not their fault. They. It's English language is hard for people in Saskatchewan. <laughs> Schools are very far away. Stop. Um, we love we love our rider friends. We do. They're just you know easy to make fun of. Anyway, but that's what the league needs more of. You don't see that. You don't hear stories like that. You no. will never hear that story down in the NFL. That just doesn't no. happen. No. Right? You, These guys are like, making you, $80 million. They don't want anything to do with Jake and I. Come on. No. These guys, G-Roy Simon. <laughs> I remember standing there. G-Roy Simon G-Roy. literally stood there and, and watched me do the G-Roy dance. Yeah, we don't need to do the G-Roy dance. <laughs> but, that was your mom's dance. It wasn't my dance. I was just showing them. Yes. I. It's still a dance. No one needs to see on this podcast. But... The like I was playing football at the time, yes, and being able to talk with Dave Dickinson about things and G Roy Simon. And I wanted to be a receiver, I wore 81 because of G Roy, and I wore 82 because of Jason Claremont. Like, those were the two people that I grew up loving in the receiving court. Being able to talk with them and throw the football with them as a 15 year old, just a 14 year old, 
You don't get that anywhere. You don't get that in the NFL. You don't get that in the USFL, the XFL, where these guys are trying to be celebrities. I'm sorry, you don't. Also, you don't get it with Bo Levi Mitchell. You don't get it with these prima donnas. See, I've had the opportunity to meet Bo away from football. Yep. I'm trying to be nice. But don't I don't nice. want to be. I'm, 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 I told you when we started, I was grumpy. You're he's grumpy. a dick. He really he is. is. He is what we we were. I was at a charity um, poker game that I paid for. Literally, it was a BC Lines or BC Lines, a Calgary Stampeders charity poker game. It was three hundred dollars buy-in, and it was fun. Um, I met um, Charlie Power. A uh, great guy, like super guy. Um, it ended up he actually came over to say hi to me because we know his brother-in-law. Um, great yep. guy, super super guy. Met a couple other the players. Great guys. Even their kicker, Renee Paradis. Yeah, it's a great guy. I mean, apparently, to you. Rum- rum- rumors are he may or may not drink banana liqueur. If I'm not. All right, all right. Just yeah, it might be. I've I've heard that rumor. I've, um, I've I definitely. Well, have other heard people it. are doing shots of Jack Daniels. He might have done shots of. Uh, that wasn't oh. at that. We're, we're mixing up two stories, Jake. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> that was at the the Flames charity. Yes, uh, I don't. I know that, but he still because it was an open bar. here. Um, but all the players I met were really friendly. Um, even the guy who became our coach. Um. Oh, what was his name? Um. Oh, give me one guy. second. Yep. Claremont. No. Nope. Claremont's a receiver. Um. Uh, give me one second. Talk about him while I look. Anyway, up. super. Like I literally sat at his table playing poker, and I always at that time I had my um great cup ring, uh, or a fan ring. It wasn't a great cup ring. It was a fan ring, BC Lions fan ring. And I was, I wore it intentionally that day because it was the Calgary Stampeders and he saw it. He punched me in the jaw play, playfully. I'm yeah, not kidding. It, when he punched but, me, his fist covered my whole entire face. <laughs> uh, Devon Claybrooks. Claybrooks, Brooks. Yes. A super nice guy. He, Dickinson walked by. He calls him over. And tries to introduce him to our table. Because we're all fans. We're all fans. Actually, it was, um, one of the Three Down Nation guys were at the... Um, the guy that was on um, Big know. Brother. I am terrible with their names. Big Brother, redhead guy. He was there too. Anyway, he comes over. He goes, hey, and walks away. I was like... I, I swear he probably will never admit he did this, but he looked at me and went, what a dick. <laughs> he is, when you have a generic high school quarterback who thinks he's too big for his school, <laughs> that's who he is. That's who he is. I'm laughing like, because. Um, you know exactly who I'm thinking of. Yes. I love you, Tim. Love you, Tim. <laughs> Um, but that's who, that's who he is. Like, that's who, that's who it feels like he thinks he's bigger than the CFL and that when he leaves and decides to go onto the sunset, whatever the fuck he wants to do. No, he's going to try to become a coach. I think he's going to become a broadcaster. Or that could be a a fair guess as well. Um, It feels like he thinks he'll just, everything will be fine. Nothing like the the CFL will never be the same again. There's no doubt about it. He's a great quarterback. One of the best we've seen in... in but when you call season. your receivers out in the press, the way he did after the Grey Cup that year, he lost every little bit of respect I had. Then, a few years back, there was talk about uh, bringing the four-down football into the CFL, and he was the only player... To say, yeah, that would be a good idea. I literally yell at him. I'm sitting five rows back from the bench. I yell at him, calling him four down bow. Go away. I don't like him. 
I've, I've oh, Levi, shut your... No, I can't do that. <laughs> we've watched a wa- lot of football at McMahon. On oh, the Calgary since, side, since on, we moved here. On, the, on the away side, it doesn't matter which side. Yeah, We watch the bench a lot because we're fans and we like to see that interaction. Yes. Especially during the commercials when they're doing the dog races and the yeah. cheerleading and everything. All the stuff that we don't care about because we're That we don't fans. care about. We're, watch the bench. You know what I don't didn't see Dave Dickinson ever do? Or Casey Printers? Or Travis Lule? Or Henry Burris? The greats? They never threw their threw a tantrum and stood away from the team. Thank you. You know how many times I saw him do that, and I went to a fraction of the games you went to while he was here in Calgary. Constant. It's big uh, baby. He's a big he's baby, a big Jake. So there's, as we there's were, a story we need to tell during the that's CFL another one. season. Um, we have a lot of stories, up, people. We have a lot of stories. Jake and I get into more situations. I don't think we got ourselves into that situation. Why does it always happen to us though? Tackling because garbage. Because your cans. family is because your family is crazy. That's not fair. <laughs> um he's not crazy. Yes, we had him tested. <laughs> that's a story for another episode. There we go. Right now, as we are wrapping up, I literally just turned it on my computer. The Canucks are getting ready to drop the puck against tank rivals. The Arizona Coyotes. Jake, we're not tanking. Stop. We're going to win out. Okay. They're 25 no and 32. We're 29 and 32. Yeah, so we're even. Well, basically, I mean, we're they're 29, 32. They're 25, 32, and 11. We're 29, 32, and 5. Think about this for a second. If someone told you back in... January. I was going to say December, but I'll say January that the Canucks were going to be at 500 before the end of the season. Would you have laughed at them? Probably, but that's because I'm a pessimistic and I keep forgetting that <laughs> the way the NHL is set up is that every team should be at 500. I'm going to make a prediction. First off, before you... One second. Before you make a prediction, <laughs> hold on to it. Hold on to it. I just want to get through this kind of like setup of the Canucks Arizona because the puck's dropping like in two minutes. Okay. So if you are watching us live, please do uh, continue watching us and then go turn on the game. You're not going to miss much in the first one minute, two minutes. Um, the Coyotes are five three and two in their last ten, or seven two and one. Um, both teams are killing it when it comes to goals of uh, three point four goals each per game. This game could be very high energy, high. High um, tempo, lots of goals, and God, I hope we lose. Because if we lose, we'll go from a five. Per- if we lose, we'll go from a five percent shot at Connor Bedard to a six point five percent chance. Of Con- at hey, Bedard. speaking of that, I went on that site that um, you had Tankathon um, sent me. You didn't. Yeah. You just sent me a screenshot, but I found yeah. the site. I'm proud of you for figuring that out. And I was pushing it like you. It. it you could you, you do it over going. and over. Yeah. For the first five times in a row, yep, it came up with the Canucks. Well, we've already announced, if you are following us on Facebook, which you, if you're not, why aren't you? Um, we are doing a live show. Yes. May 8th. May 8th, which is a, is a Monday. Monday. <laughs> five o'clock. It would be five o'clock our time. So you might it's have four- to leave... No, why would you need to leave work? You can literally enjoy it. You work till four thirty. Toss us on in your ears on uh, YouTube. No, I was talking Facebook. about you, dude. I was oh, talking me. about you. No, it's five o'clock. I'm fine. Oh, okay. Um, I want to go. I want to be live. Um, yeah. and I want people to see our natural reaction, good or bad, when they announce where the Canucks are going to pick. If so, I'm telling you right now, people. If you don't watch any episode of this show, if you only want to watch, watch. If you only watch, watch one episode. That's the keyword. This is the episode. One episode. If, I guarantee you, if Vancouver, if Gary Bettman says these words and the very first pick of the 2023 draft goes to the Vancouver Canucks. So I am nice telling thing. you without a d- shadow of a doubt, 
you are going to see two growing men, one old man, one younger, still growing men, freak the fudge out. So the nice thing is, is that like, if everything was to hold right now, have the everything go through, and because they'll do the top six, the the top sixteen, right? They'll go through sixteen, going backwards to one. We'll see Nashville. We'll see Montreal. We'll see Calgary, Buffalo, Washington, Detroit, Arizona. And then if we don't see Vancouver, that's when we start to get excited. Yeah. That's where I can see it. You're you're already getting amped up about it. I, I, it's just, I got a feeling. Got a feeling in my tippy toes. It's going to be interesting. That's for sure. Okay, what anyway. is your prediction? Prediction and then we will wrap up. My expert. Well thought out. Take it to the bank. Prediction on tonight's game. Yep. The Canucks will go 6-0. and Because they will win tonight. That is... Well, they're, they're not 6-0. and out. Let's, My take it to out. the bank. Yeah, because they've won five straight. Well, yeah. So they'd be six straight. They've lost a bunch of games this year. They're not 6-0. and They're not a perfect record. But in the last six games, they'd be 6-0. and I don't... They're on a six... They would have a six-game win streak. Do not call it 6-0. and it's, I'm going to... Man, it's a good thing we're not in the same room because you would have more bruises why on your arm. You would have more bruises on your arm. This Where's my ring? Small. It looks the, the the mullet arena looks so small and it's so sad. Oh, I haven't it's watched a game from out. Mullet Arena in a long time. I don't think I ever have actually. Um, this is the first time the Canucks have been there, so so yeah, I probably have. But then, as Thatcher Demko inhales a few more sniffs of his smelling salt packets, we will wrap up. Because I want to go watch do, the game. If you guys do love what we do here, because um, I know I do, please hit that like button, subscribe, tell your friends, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We have an Instagram account. I haven't really done much with it, but we have an Instagram account now. Um, we have a follow TikTok me. account? Follow me at Common Courtesy. The E is a three on Twitter um, and Instagram and on Twitch where I stream there twice a week. Oh man, where can they find you? Uh, Kevin Hughes on Facebook. Um, and... Uh, I think it's Kev underscore Hughes 64 on Twitter. Something like that. Um, Yeah, that's it. I have other accounts because I do other stuff, obviously, as people probably can see on my wall behind me here. Uh, There's plaques that say channeling. That's a whole different thing I do. But if you want, if you want, check out Cavelli channeling. I thought that was just like a a really cool cross. I know you were raised religious. That's what it is. I did it for grandma. She likes me. I'm sure she does. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. (laughs) Again, tell your friends. Check us out at uh, social medias as well as check out our site. Have yourselves a wonderful evening. And pay attention because big news is coming. This weekend is going to be amazing for uh, for HSP. I'm telling you, tune in next week because we got some big freaking news coming up. 